0: Hello and welcome to episode 91 of Slam Rat Radio. We're back after a short break, just a week this time. I would say it's a Christmas Miracle, what Christmas has been and gone. And Thank you for listening. The next few podcasts are going to be uh, some Masters specials. Specifically, the next four are going to look at the Masters chances for the 16 armies. I'm going to look at four, uh, four episodes, going to do it in alphabetical order. Um, it will also sort of be a mini balance patch review at the same time. So i hopefully dig a little bit into the four books. I'm not going to look too much at the arcane compendium and the, the magic changes, um, unless they're relevant to a particular army. But we're going to look at the four armies today that are first alphabetical, which I think is Beast Herds, Dwarfs, Demons, and Dread Elves. So the B's and the D's. And um, we're going to look at those four. We're going to look however they've got a chance at the upcoming UK Masters. I'm going to do all 16 books prior to list release. Uh, some of these are released after list release, so you might have to extrapolate the information. It depends on what people bring, obviously. But I'm going to delve into the. It's going to be a combination of looking at the balance changes, where each army is at in terms of the meta, whether they've got a chance in what is quite a small Masters field, and also the players that are coming to the event. And we'll, we'll sort of dig in that way. So let's kick off with Beasthoods, and I think Beasthoods is a really interesting place to start for the UK Masters. Herds are very low down on the balance uh, on the tier list prior to the balance patch changes. Off the top of my head, they were bottom, or near, right near the bottom anyway. And I do think there will be at least a couple of players rocking Beasthoods at the UK Masters, or two players that might well rock Beasthoods, I should say. There's, there's always a few surprises at the UK Masters. Uh, so I'd be expecting Kev and Jeff to at least have an eye on Beasthoods. Whether they've been building and painting something different in the background is obviously uh, almost impossible to predict. So, I mean, with Kev, it's not. He's he's been building and painting KOE. But, well, actually Beast Herd, he's got his KOE already. But anyway, um, so I would expect Kev or Jeff, or maybe both, to be bringing the Beast Herds to the event. One thing I will say about the balance changes is that I do think that the balance changes are quite minimal. I don't think they shift up the meta too much. Um, I appreciate a few builds and a few books have disappeared, such as my Warriors list that is now just sitting on a shelf for the next uh, well, until I put it in the bin, I guess. But um Yeah, I, I don't think it shifts up too much and therefore I, I think a lot of these reviews and looking at the army's chances will be based more or less off what they was beforehand anyway. I appreciate that some armies got a little bit of a buff and some armies got a little bit of a nerf. I don't I really don't think it's significant enough to to shift much things around. I think the armies that was near the top are still near the top and the armies that was still near the bottom are still near the bottom. I, I genuinely don't think much has changed. Off the back of this, balance changes. But if we dig into the heads a little bit, they've got two really interesting things, I think. Um, I think one of them works and one of them doesn't. And I think... There's a few things that, that both hamper them, but also benefit them. So the, let's start with the hampering. The main thing that hampered, uh, that was hampered Apologies is any double master builds. I think out of the three laws that Beasts have access to, and I think I don't think they have great lore access, I think they're missing access to a couple of the best laws in Evo and Occult, uh, not Evo and Occult, Torm and Occult, being the best two at the minute. The best law they have access to is Evocation. Evocation. Um, However, the Shamanism Master Chariot is just so good. And therefore, if I was looking at pre-balance changes, Beasthoods, I'd be looking at Double Master with an Evocation Master to actually cast the spells and support the units. And the Shamanism Master to be that that tank that he is in combat, he's well worth the investment of the 500-odd points that he costs. I don't know what he's gone up to now, but he's certainly been popular in the UK recently. Both the Master going up significantly, as in 25 points, and the Chariot going up another 20, means he's 45 points more than he was. Um, none of his items went up, which is quite nice. But, yeah, I, I think I think he's obviously become a, a chunk more expensive, which is fine, he was very good. He wasn't seen much in Europe, but in the UK he was certainly, certainly tearing up. And if I'm honest, I think... If there are a couple of players bringing Beasthood to the Masters, that Shamanism Master will find his way into the list. The issue there is that I think Evocation Magic is the correct choice in the current meta. I think Touch the Reaper, Haste of the Hour, as well as the combat buffs, I mean for Beasthood specifically that's Spectral Blades and Whispers of the Veil, are very, very good. Um, it makes the units just hit that much harder, it, you know, it shores things up that it means they can potentially have rerolls to hit and rerolls to wound. All we rolls hit and minus one resilience, and then you combo that with the Shamanism Master who's putting plus one strength out in places, and that you, it's a very solid magic setup, but it's very, very expensive now with the changes. With the, uh, the Shamanism Master up 40 and the Evocation Master up 25 units, you know, 65 points, which basically is more than you're going to save from the rest of the balance changes. So, yeah, it's a pretty rough deal. Um, as said, I think the Shamanism Master will still be in most lists. I think shamanism is an unfortunate law in that in some games it's absolute money and in other games it's absolute garbage. If you play against, for example, Warriors with 30 Wrath Chosen, then shamanism is absolute garbage. If you play against um, Sylvan Elves, then it's an absolutely amazing spell, uh, spell deck. So, yeah, I, I think he'll still be around. I think he does polarise some matchups, but he's also a very, very good combat piece. Which brings me on to the two new playstyles I think that have opened up to them. Uh, the first is Ambush Heavy, and specifically Centaur Ambush Heavy. The issue with Centaur Ambushing before is that you can only do an 8, which is meant if you put a character in them, he could very easily get sniped out very quickly. An 8s get whirled down very quickly. The 12s makes it interesting. I have actually played on UB with 3x12 Ambush with three characters in. Um, it didn't work. <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't think anyone going to masters will take that. I was debating it for masters. I'm not going to take it because it doesn't work. If, if I'm being honest, and I therefore think the ambush heavy still remains inviable, in that it's too easy to play against, and it doesn't actually do enough when it comes on. And and again, it's quite polarizing. In that, I mean, the game I played was against Colin Powers, in and Ancients, and. You know, the Spearbacks, the Pyro slam with the Hereditary and the Taurus Wars. I just just couldn't touch any of that, and it it just blew me away. So, um, yeah, the Ambush Heavy is is an option that is now open, but I don't think it's super viable. Which brings me on to the Final Playstyle, which I think is something that Beasto players will lean into a lot during 2022, which is Monster Heavy. You can now get an extra Monster in the Monster cap. Um, going down to 290 makes them very nice, especially with the Crown of Autocracy changes. No more plus one leadership, and you've got this monster that can bring minus one leadership. The issue with that is that only about half the armies in the game actually care about leadership. But I think Jabberwock's at 290 are now a very good piece anyway. Giants dropping by 10 points is also nice, and I think the beta Giants have some really nice options. The Beer Barrel is amazing on them. Um, you know, Vanguard is good on a Giant, and then you have this option of an auto hit, I think it's auto hit, an auto hit um, uh, template shot that is very good against elves, or you can make them strim six to go against things that aren't elves. And I think the giants are really good, so I think you'll see a lot of um, double jabberwock, triple giant, maybe single cyclops in there as well. Can't remember if that all fits anymore, but the the cyclops down to three twenty is still not super tempting. In that, I think if you take a cyclops, you have to take three. And I think they have fundamental design issues. Their short range being 18 inches is, is pretty negative in that you want to be hitting things like, for example, Scourges and, and Chosen Lords on Chimera. But if you're within 18 inches, you're getting charged, so it's not the best place to be. And the gortax only dropping 10 points. I think it's very Like Stonehorns dropped 20 points in Ogres, and I still don't think you'll see loads of those. Gortax are now the same cost as them, and Stonehorns are just much, much better. So... Yeah, it's tricky. And the issue with that Monster Heavy build is that it would have comboed really nicely with the old Truidism until the change uh, in Fountain of Youth. So, yeah, I think you'll see Monster Heavy Beasthoods. I think you'll potentially see I think it's six monsters you can fit off the top of my head. I've not got the book open. But I think you can fit six monsters and a Minor Warlord and a Shamanism Chariot Master. You can also go double Minor Warlord if you're that way inclined. And I think that'll give some quite polarising matchups. It's quite a single Heavy model Single model, heavy meta anyway. So I think there'll be counters to it. I don't think it's it's you know the be all and end all of None of the monsters are actually that good in combat. So yeah. Um, in terms of their chances for the Masters, I said I think there'll be two players bringing them. They they both might surprise me. Neither of them might surprise me. Um, Kev Kev is a lovely guy. Do I think he'll win the Masters? Unfortunately not. Jeff is also a lovely guy. Do I think he'll win the Masters? Probably not. Um, I think there's a chance of one of them podiums. It could be either of them feasibly. Like, B serves is that polarised with the matchups that you know, if the right players hit the right matchup. So I'd say they have a, a decent chance of getting on the podium. I don't think they have a chance of winning the Masters, unfortunately, as much as I would love to see them pick up the Masters title um, very close to my own heart. So I, I haven't really worked out how I'm going to grade this. I'm going to grade them from. I can't do percentage because then somebody will add it up and be like, oh, it didn't add up to 100%. Let's go for, uh, let's go for colours, rainbow colours. Where r- infrared is going to win the masters. Ultraviolet is no chance. It's the top of the rainbow. I'm going to put Beasthead at uh, an ultraviolet to win, and maybe a uh, a greeny blue, an aquamarine to uh, to podium. I think they've got a, a chance to podium. That brings us on to Dread Elves. Uh, At the Masters players, there's no obvious Dread Elf players, um, which instantly hits their chances. I do think if anyone picks up Dread Elf, they would have a good chance, um, at least podiuming. If not, going further, it depends who picks them up, so it makes it quite hard to talk about. In terms of the changes, I've really not dug into the changes. I know that they have some rule changes as well, and I've not opened the book. So it's really hard to say, but I can't imagine based off how minor the changes have been generally across the board, I really can't imagine the Dread Elves getting a a whole sweep of changes where suddenly they go from one of the best books out there to one of the bottom books out there I think they have some real flexibility in their army builds I think you can go quite shooting heavy you can go quite combat heavy, you can go fast, you can go slow I think they're a really flexible book that bring a lot of positive things um, for a player to use I've I've just opened the book Blades of Drag, max strength 2, fine. Hereditary now isn't fine. Strike from the Shadows, fine. Pegasus, fine. Manticore, fine. Beastbreaker, fine. Definer, sure. Hunting Chariots, weapon is completely reworked. I'm just gonna have a quick look at that. If Hunting Chariots are OP now, they'll win. Um, hunting Chariot, 4 shots, strength 4, range 18, AP 2. Suffer so minus 1 agility and lose Swift Stride. Nah, don't care about them. I think Reaper batteries are still better. Um, I mean, based off those rules changes, the rules changes there are really minor. The points changes on them are similarly minor. In that, I really don't think they've been hit that badly. Um, There's one or two things that have been targeted, I guess. But I think that when they were first released, they were were bordering on nuts, and then things like the Temple Militants got toned back slightly. You know things like the Dread Prince's horse going up fifteen points, fine. Like the the Beastherd's Shaman Chariot went up twenty, so uh, like it's in line with um, you know trying to cap the the mounted things that people bring, and that's totally fine. I mean, I'm looking down those lists, and there's there's not really anything that is that's going to put people off using an army that is very good. I don't know who would bring them to masters. Um, looking at the list, I think it's quite hard to pick that. Most people can probably find access to a Dread Elf army that were very popular in Warhammer, so most people can probably find one, uh, or Jordan will probably just paint you one. So I would say the the issue is their chances of winning, I think, are tied to who brings them. Um, I would say their chances of winning is is above Beasthead, even though I'm not convinced anyone's going to bring them. So uh, I would go, like, Indigo Violet, somewhere around the bottom of the rainbow. Their chances of podiuming, I think, are actually pretty good. If someone brings them, I think they are good in the current meta. They're good against single models, especially if you bring certain builds. Their magic is good against single models. Their shooting is good against single models. Their combat is very good against single models. And they can bring their own single models anyway. So I would say their chance of podiuming is uh, probably yellow. Firmly yellow. In that, I think. Yeah, I think if somebody brings them, they'll be in with a really good chance. It depends who brings them, depends what build they bring. But. Yeah, Dread Elves are in a very good spot, and looking at balance patch, I'm not convinced anything really changes. It's also the, the balance notes I've got are definitely not in alphabetical order, but we'll cope. Uh, which brings next on the dwarfs, and then it's demons. But anyway, uh, which brings me on to dwarfs. I mean, they were quite low down. The balance patch, had, uh, the balance changes don't change any of the issues they had in the. You know, they still effectively miss out on a magic phase. They're still quite slow to catch avoidance in single models. You therefore have to bring a build that can catch single models by bringing things like the uh, the 18-inch range repeater guns, I Can't remember what they're called, on the gyros and the grudge busters. You have to bring a few war machines. Because you brought a few war machines, you've committed to a fairly static army with maybe a couple of moving parts. They, they're the same army. You might get an extra unit or two. I don't think it really changes much. I don't think Torfs will win Masters because I don't think they are dynamic enough to ever do that. I'm going to straight away say that their chance of winning Masters is probably on par with in You know, Ultraviolet. Their chance of podiuming, you know, if you hit the right run of five people at Masters, you could scrape a podium, but very unlikely. Um, I'm going to put their chance of podiuming about a blue. And, you know... It's fairly obvious that out of the list, looking at it, there's only one person that might bring Dwarfs, which is Haristo. He has access to numerous armies. If he brings Dwarfs, he's the right player to bring Dwarfs to Masters. He will write a list that works for that meta. He will do fairly well. I think the issue is Dwarfs rather than Haristo, But, um, yeah, I I just think, you know, even things like cannons have gone up. I guess the artillery's gone down, though, so it's net, net zero. I, I'm just looking at this list of changes, and nothing there is like, going, oh yeah, that's going to be really, really good for them. I think they're effectively the same army as they were, unless I've completely missed something. But yeah, I, I don't really think they've got a chance. I think the issue is with Dwarfs and their army style. If you've listened to a number of my podcasts, you'll know I don't particularly like the Dwarf playstyle, and therefore it's probably not a surprise. I think the MSU build is quite cool, but it's still, still limited by the fact that your troops are charging at move 3 you're relying on a few very good parts, but yeah, uh, not great chances. Demons. Now, now they haven't removed ages five plus, so they do have a good chance of winning masters because somebody could just roll hot. Right. Uh, again, uh, and you'll hear this probably on all 16 armies, because I think it's worthwhile iterating the point. These balance changes have not hugely changed the meta or where armies are going to be in the tier list. Um, that, that is my honest opinion. Whether it shapes out that way across the course of 12 months, we'll see. Demons were near the top. I think they stay near the top, and therefore they have a decent chance. I think there's a good, solid set of players that could could bring Masters as well, in that I think Q um, will almost definitely bring Demons, and he is in with Champs, because he's used them for years. He's a very good player. He knows what he's doing. He's well-practiced. He will have toyed with a meta. So, yeah, fairly fairly happy that they'll, they will have a good chance at the, uh, the worst. There is also a couple of other players that could bring Demons. I've already mentioned Taristo. One of the other armies he has access to is Demons. He's not used them in a long time. He could just borrow Marcus's, I guess, but um, I do I think Aristo will use Demons? No, but there is an outside chance he could. Uh, Ed was also running Demons at English Champs. Did fairly well off the top of my head. I've not got English Champs open. I'm not going to open it, but Ed also has a KOE army and he also has other armies. Do I think he'll bring the others? Probably not. I think it's between demons and KOE, which are very different meta wise. Like, obviously, one is one you'd want pyro, one you'd want alchemy. So, uh, I think Ed will have a good choice of armies to pick from. And if he goes with demons, he can be reasonably certain he's picked it because he thinks he's got a good chance of it. Similarly, if he picks KOE, you know, the exact same discussion there. So, um, I think they've got a decent chance. And, and you know, just looking down the list, do I think anyone else could bring Demons? Probably not. Tanker couldn't bring anything because he just finds one model and paints it the same. Um, I think they've got a very good chance of podiuming. I would put them, like, a fiery orange. As in, more on the red side of orange. I think they've got a very, very good chance of podiuming. You are potentially going to have two players that have picked them one because he's played them for years and he's a very good player. One he's picked them over a brand new book because he thinks they they're better, or he's you know he's more suited to them. So I think you are potentially going to have two players that are experienced and masters. They're experienced ETC players, they're experienced tournament players, bringing demons. The balance changes haven't. I mean, I haven't, I haven't fully gone through a demon book and like gone, oh, well, that's what all these things do. But do I think that the demon changes hugely hamper them? No like Clawed Fiends going down in points when they are very good in the current meta is terrifying. I mean, I would expect a couple of units of 6 in, in Ed's list if he does run Demons. Um, you know, all the other points changes are fairly minor. Yeah, i put their chance of painting me a, a, a dark orange, like more on the red side of orange, fiery orange. Their chances of winning? Probably just below that, like probably yellowy green. Like a... An unripe banana is what I'm going to go for, for demons. So that's the four armies for today. Uh, I'll be touching on the other 12 as we go through, but, you know, we've seen four armies there. Two that are probably going to be at the Masters for sure. Uh, two that might be at the Masters. And a, a variety of chances with, you know, beast heads and dwarfs on the, the bottom end of the chances for winning. Um, but dwarfs and, uh, sorry, dread, dread elves and uh, demons, how do you think, have a, have a chance. So that's the first four armies. I'm going to put a little clip, uh, at the end of this, for a competition. So do keep an ear out for that. But keep a keep an eye out for the remaining three episodes of this little series of um, Masters' chances for the armies. And um, thanks for listening. And I'll hopefully catch you guys soon. And uh, and have a good day. Catch you all soon. Bye. Hi guys, it's me Lucky Sixes from Proxy Table Gaming, and me Maddie P from the Paired Weapons Podcast. The Masters competition is back. For your chance to win a selection of these prizes including gaming accessories, 3D print vouchers, the Breach introduction game and commissions from the Gobbo, simply answer this question. Which army was placed at the top of the latest tier list, released in December 2021? Was it Orcs and Goblins, Demon Legions or Beast Herds? To enter, simply send your answer to the following email address pairedweaponpodcast at gmail.com that's the pairedweaponpodcast at gmail.com don't forget to include your name contact details and your answer check out the Masters Review Show on the Proxy Table Gaming YouTube channel shortly after the tournament itself thanks to all our partners and sponsors and good luck see you later